I'm trying to figure it out at the same time. Oh, do you? Oh. Hey, what's up, peoples? Welcome, 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 welcome. Let me open up the chat. Hashtag treat yourself. Um, this is treat yourself weekend, and I'm I think I'm gonna make it an annual thing. Treat yourself weekend. Um, one of the reasons I chose to treat myself is because I didn't um I didn't celebrate my birthday this year, and I'm getting a little too old not to acknowledge my own birth. Um, and I I I really have never really celebrated it. It's a lot of stuff connected to my dad and all those things that I don't like to really talk about. Um, it's reasons why, you know, I don't celebrate it. Like he died like a week and a half before my birthday. So I never, since a child, my dad died when I was in the second grade. So I've had many birthdays, you know, how your mom put some burgers on the grill and stuff like that. So I've done stuff like that, but never really like celebrating, especially as an adult, I've attempted to, I've even tried on my own, like to go on vacation. I went to Jamaica one year by myself. Um, it was a great experience, but I say Jamaica and like island places are not comfortable by yourself. Like they're comfortable, I had fun. I met some other singles that were there as well, but I, um, I, I'm, not, I'm saying it's not really a place that you should wanna go by yourself, unless you, you know, you looking to get your groove back. But, um, this Friday, probably probably like at nine o'clock at night, I had had it with my apartment. Um, and normally, maybe like every other week or so, I would go down to the station where we normally shoot the, the show from and just check up on it and then I'll decide to do my show from there or something. But um, I haven't even done that in over a month now. And I just got tired of like going to the market for my, my activity for the day. So I had a, um, I had a, I'm, I'm not gonna tell you all my business because it ain't none of you that business for that. But um, I did um, everything that I got, like in tips and stuff like that throughout the year. I normally keep that in a jar and I decide, <coughs> at some point to treat myself. So the treat myself thing is a real thing in my life, but I just never plan for it. I, other than if I get any tips when I do like bar attending gigs or whatever, I normally just pull all that and I put it in a jar. And then if I'm feeling like I'm about to murder somebody, um, I normally go into that jar and do something nice for myself. And uh, I decided to do that this weekend. Well, this weekend turned into Monday. And um, I'm really relaxed. And so since Friday, I've been treating myself to a mini vacation. And I never do something like this. And I don't feel bad. I don't feel like uh, I blew cash or anything. But I rarely do things for myself like this. And I, I decided, um, and me paying a lot of bills for the last three months and 
trying to catch up on things and get myself back on track, I decided I deserve something for myself. So that's what I did. And um, I really took the time to just mellow out. I wasn't an employee this weekend. I really didn't get on social media that much that weekend. Um, and a buddy, <laughs> a buddy came with me and um, um, we're safe. We've both been doing what we supposed to been doing in terms of like keeping ourselves um, out of the outside world to keep ourselves safe. And I just feel so relaxed. Like I really, I've done nothing, literally nothing, um, but um, order some food and just, just have fun. Just relaxation type of fun. It is nothing. I'm have to say, it's nothing like being in a hotel bed that will just melt everything away. Um, and I really have felt very comfortable, <laughs> very comfortable this weekend. So I, um, I wanted, I wanted to talk a, a little bit about um, things that happened this weekend. Shout out to Fifth L. They, they put out an awesome um, treatment to their, their uh, newest project. Um, and if, if you don't see it, you can go to the Artist Exchange page to check it out. Um, it's a phenomenal, 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 phenomenal uh, piece of work. And I, in my heart, I interviewed uh, Femi. I didn't get to uh, interview David yet. I'm going to reach out to him. Um, and I interviewed uh, um, DDM. And the, the, the fifth out, which is David and Femi, and then DDM, who is DDM, um, uh, they both put out projects that really was honest, truthful, and just spoke to where we are right now. Uh, a lot of us are as Black men are. And um, it was one of the reasons why I decided to like treat myself this weekend because I was, I was given a lot of myself in many different spaces and I really wasn't moving. Like I physically was not moving, but I was still working and doing. And that's all good. Um, if, if you know me, you know me, I'm not a person that is a um, I, I like my money. I like making money, but I'm not a person that is um, all about like all about money and such. So let me just give sense. Um, and but I really enjoy making money. But um, I said all this to say um, I just wanted to do something more, you know. And I wanna I wanna do more. I'm not itching to get back outside because. It's dangerous. And I see a lot of industries, a lot of businesses that are crying and making these commercials. I see these insurance commercials with these whack um, business owners boohooing about being forced to shut down in the midst of a pandemic. Nobody is speaking about the pandemic. Nobody is speaking about the lives that have been lost and that are continuously dying on a daily basis, not on a weekly or monthly, but on a daily basis. There are tons of people. The numbers may have subsided uh, temporarily, but we're not at a space right now where we can like, oh, let's go back to normal. Let's, oh, I can go outside and don't have a mask on. I don't have to practice proper pandemic procedures. I can, da, 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 all those things. And I feel um, we are getting to a level of greed. I've seen greed come out of people in conversations. I've been having a lot of meetings um, in terms of like, what is next school year gonna look like? And a lot of artist panels that are 
like trying to help artists to stabilize their careers so we don't just belt bottom out of our our progress that we made thus far. Um, and greed has been the central bullet point in all of these conversations. And nobody is calling it greed, but it is definitely greed. You see people holding on to things more. You see people um, trying to get what you got and what they got, you know, and it's so unfortunate because we're being forced to spend the money that we are making at this moment because everybody wants a little bit of help. Everybody needs a little bit of help, but nobody is thinking about each other. Everybody's thinking about themselves. And I purposely try to run my business. And, you know, what's unfortunate is we all, um, we all are at a space where we are in need and we, we, because we're business owners, because we are entrepreneurs, everybody needs some help, but nobody is really focusing on um, their brothers, their sisters. You know, I, I had gotten to a point Friday where I was so frustrated because every phone call I got, and it's tough to even say because it, it kind of puts a little frog in my throat, but it was it was hurtful to me that most of the people that contacted me had nothing positive to say. And I'm not I'm not saying they everybody was negative. I'm saying nobody said, Nate, how you doing good? How you doing? You know, you eating, you you know, you good, everything good at home, like are you healthy? Like nobody ever asked everybody who called not everybody. Shout out to Jay and um Char and oh, I can't even think of many other people. My friend Shinshina, uh, Shina, and Banner called me. Um, I really can't even think of anybody else. Um, Latonya, I, I know the names are popping in my head because they were far in, in between. Uh, but these are the people who reached out to me a couple of times to you know, see if I was okay. Everybody else wanted me to donate to their their charity. Everybody else wanted me to perform or direct something or facilitate a, a, a virtual something or another, um, or ask me, can I, can I, can they join so I can, you know, help them get a couple dollars. Like, and I don't mind helping people, but if you if you only call people to ask them for something, like, are you really? Do you really care about them? And if you don't, say that up front. Be be forceful with your arrogance and your your selfishness. I, I'd rather somebody be upfront with me than to hide it because then you're giving me the, the right of choice. Um, but I don't like fake, hey, what's going on, friend? How you been? So I'm doing this thing. No. And I even I even put my virtual events on hold because it was turning more into um me sending you a cash app payment for your participation, then you you supporting me. Like, and, and I don't want to turn it into that because I had a conversation with someone about me complaining about support, but because it wasn't about me. I didn't do that for other people. I did it for them. I didn't have a problem with people necessarily calling me, wanting to be a part of it so they could get paid. But if that's all you were focused on, we all trying to like heal ourselves and be, you know, I started the virtual event because I was, I was getting in a dark spot and I needed to be creative. And that was my open door to kind of 
flow and it really has helped me because now I'm getting more active in my jewelry. Shout out to Bash Top Blue Designs. Find me on Etsy or you can go to www.bashtopbluejewelry.com. Uh, shameless plug. Uh, but I really was excited about everything. And Friday, I think Friday, everything came to a head. I didn't even do my show on Friday. Um, and I, I started pulling out of all the things that I was starting and I was initiating. And I've really invested a lot into uh, what, what I was doing. And I really was a little perturbed because I didn't, um, I didn't feel full. You know, you know how you got you you have a bucket with a hole in it at the bottom, and you you don't know it's a hole in the bottom. You're steadily pouring into it, pouring into it, and see this mess underneath the bucket. Uh, and that's what I was starting to feel like. So Friday, I just I had a I woke up with a headache, and it progressively got worse. And I thought it was because I was starting to kind of fall back on my new diet, uh, but. I, I hadn't any, eaten anything that day. So I was like, let me eat something. And I felt the, the physical feeling of being full, but I felt like I just had this headache. And I know what I was thinking about. And I had went to bed thinking about, and I had woke up thinking about, and I, that whole day I had been thinking about. And I had to end up, you know, calling Marnie at the last minute and saying, um, I, I'm saying like, that's how it is, Ronnie. Ronnie says me that no one has called me at all. And it, it's crazy because it's the person that you can always depend on. Like, you know, I, and I, I have to, I have to, you know, um, I have to shout out, you know, Marnie for agreeing to like keeping this going and deciding to keep the station going because it really could have been ugly for all of us. You know, and I don't know how the other hosts of the other shows feel, but it has really been um, a blessing for me to um, continue doing the show, even through this. Um, if you want to call in and join the conversation, you do so at 443-642-9403. Again, that phone number is 443 443-642-9403. I'll uh, join the conversation. Oh, oh, Marty, someone's someone's in the lobby part. Um, so yes, give us a call, join in the conversation. I want to hear from you. Um, oh, look who it is. Is she on yet? I know her audio is connecting, but um, yeah, Friday was ugly for me. Um and it made me, you know, decide. I literally, I checked into this hotel at midnight. And it's a nice space. Uh, shout out to uh, Fashion Umbrella Foundation. I won a raffle and I cashed in that raffle. Oh, look at Miss Chanel. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Got my little post work look. Hold up. Oh, when's your birthday? My birthday was 11 days, 12 days ago, June 10th. Oh, see, we should have had a birthday party together. I know, uh, we should have, but this we quarantine messed up everybody's fun. 
So next year, I want to be in South Africa for Gemini season. I'm going to be in Ghana. I mean, is, are you getting married or something? Or you... Well, I mean, go ahead and speak those things into existence as though they are, but no. Um, no, some friends and I from school were really looking at an opportunity to go and buy land in Ghana. Um, yeah. Because the so U.S. Yeah, lost their damn minds. Everybody white acting like racism just popped up yesterday. They want to find out what books to read and shit. I don't have time for all that. I'm going somewhere where everybody knew racism existed for a long time. And they can't. So you for your birthday? No, we're going to look at buying some land and possibly moving. Oh, it's hot there. Yes, it is. And um, I am so, I'm the one they worried about because they call me bougie. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, but I am a little bit. I just don't need it to smell bad. You know what I mean? Well, I don't think it's going to smell bad. So what happens is I get these thoughts based on things like this that's happening, and I start looking at shit. So there's always a YouTube for something. So there are right. a lot of these bloggers that are going around to these homes in places like Ghana and Nigeria and South Africa. And they are like doing these tours of these apartments, and I'm like, so y'all lights just go off? It just it don't stay on. Wait, like, so first of all, I don't know anything about any of that, which is why we're going to visit first because. No, that, but that no, I, I said that. But these there are certain actual, things. Like I'm not, I'm not about to be like, oh, you want six thousand for a piece of land? Let me go ahead and send that over. First of all, I don't trust us. Yeah, I don't trust anybody. So that's anybody. number one. So and we're going to go check it out and see if it's like a legit place to like, you know, even if it's some a place we could buy land and set up a place to go for the summer, um, right. just, you know, and, and go every summer or maybe invest in like kids down. I mean, we just want to see what there is to offer there yeah. and, and if we could be of assistance and if it makes sense to help to try to build community there, because mm. building community here is hard. And um, it's not that we want to abandon or jump ships. I, I mean, the friends that I'm talking about are heavily invested in in um, education here, but yeah. we are the only ones inve- invested in our education here. And and by us, I mean our young our young kids. To see what's going on with the school system is so disheartening for me. It's like it, it went from yeah. you know, hey vote for these casinos and we're going to take the money and, and give it to schools. And the same year they removed books from schools. You know what I mean? Stu- stuff where you just continuously get bamboozled. So it's, I'm just, it's unfortunate. It's sad. It I was just talking to a friend and I was saying part of me wants to continue teaching, but the other part of me don't want to put up with the politics. And I was, I yeah. worked for a third party company that employs me to work in a school. So the school looks for uh, certain types of teachers, uh, specific education teachers, uh, and I, you know, I, my company supplies those, supplies us, not those that are out there. But so, uh, hold on one second. I gotta fix my ponytail. I, I can't believe you let me do this. It was tragic. Like it was tragic. But this is this is no judgment quarantine. Like you can't judge people in quarantine. This, I mean, but you never know. People, people do though. I ain't got time. My hair oh, yeah, because I got a, you know, a fresh body. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get my hair did soon, but I had to wait for some moolah, which just came through. I shouted all the way to the mailbox hey, this morning. Come on, come in. Thank you. Come, come on. Come on. <laughs> what? 
Give the I was like, Jesus, you are not only on time, sir, but right on time. Always and right don't on I time. love you for it. I'm sorry. you love it. Money, do it. Do Because the nigga was in here sweating here. <laughs> like, I just Ooh. don't know what I'm going to tell these people. Oh, you be that know. close. You be that close from corner life. I don't life. know what I'm going to tell them. Look. I'm telling crap or I'm telling Big box look. life. Look, I'm. <laughs> I ain't never thought so hard about strip clubs in like, my life. I was you like, be like, you be like if I I'm run, sure there are plenty of 40 and over strip clubs who will find my little plump self. If I can get 10 people to give me 500. <laughs> if I, I get 10 people. 500. Let me tell you where I was. If I could get 10 people to give me $5. <laughs> I was like, that'll help. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I was like, hold on. Nah, but, I, but I, a, a whole bunch we of policies that I closed finally came through. And I mean, it, they like all came through at once. So I was like, this is perfect. I just spoke up with my boyfriend. I just kicked him out. It's time to move on. I'm looking for new places. I'm about to buy a new car. Mm, you had me thinking. Oh, you had me thinking about a new place. It had to happen because I don't get me wrong. I love my place. I love my place. It's. My apartment is absolutely gorgeous. Let me show you the view. Hold on. Let me let me just let me show you why I love my place. Why I picked this apartment. Look at this view. I know you have. Well, I haven't been there, but I've been to the building. I love your building. I, just I love my building too. But for for two thousand dollars a month, I'm, mm. I'm gonna have to part ways because um. Oh. And I it's not even that. It's like when you're living with somebody and you can split that in half. Workable, but. When you talk about that kind of money solo, dolo, you only think about something like, I may be if I get stuff too up every day. No. All oh, I gotta no, do is have to have, uh, We may have to have a heart to heart because I don't like my apartment. Um, this, and this is not, it was, I was putting up with it because I was sacrificing. And as what you went through when I first moved into the apartment that I was in, Eight years ago now, I was going through the same thing, and I was re reestablishing myself, and I was, I, I, I sacrificed on my home comfort, and my, my, my house is comfortable, like, I've made it more comfortable in the last few months, but I just, I want better, I deserve better, well, I, I think yeah. it me work harder. I had, I have two apartments that I've applied to, mm-hmm. uh, ironically, both are on Calvert Street, one is um, so Mount Vernish, like the thousand blocks, so not too far from MV Nails, mm-hmm. like right there. And Ooh, it's actually oh, that's a new one too. It's um, fully renovated. It is one bedroom, one bath, but it is complete. The bedroom is huge. It has a really unique floor plan. It has a faux um, fireplace in there. It's a first floor level, central air, central heat, gas, um, gas stove, dishwasher, washer dryer. Like all the perks, all the things. So I love it. It's reasonably priced. And she was like, you're the first person to see it. I was like, put an application on this sucker today so that I can grab it up. So I applied there. And then before I saw that one, I saw one that was two bedroom, two bath in Charles Village, 2625 North Charles Street. And um, it's a real cute block, real cute, like real residential, colorful, um, Mm -hmm. The only thing is, it doesn't have central air, but she it comes with air conditioner units. So, and 
I don't really need a two bedroom, two bath. I really don't. It's only me and a dog, but I can make the other bedroom work. I'll, you know, Leah will have her own room and I'll make an office or something, you know, whatever. But I prefer the one down here just because it's close to where I am now. It's the area I like, I'm used to all that. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hopeful either way, one of them is going to come through and I'm toodaloo out this mug and I'm really excited. This is my last month. So I told them I would be moving this week and all of the pressure is on. My heart palpitations have started because I hate moving. I hate moving, yeah. but, but it's got to happen. And this, now this, this know that you're comfortable. Hey, Jay, Nicole, Joanne. Yeah. And now that I'm, um, looking for a car too feels like i'm about to have a whole brand new life you are just just make sure and and i only say it because like i said when i first when i first moved to this apartment it was my 30s start over mm-hmm. and i just wish i would have focused on my comfort more so than my sanity and i know that sounds crazy but i was i was working i just wanted my sanity to be together. Oh no. Shania is, first of all, I'm all about comfort because what I do know is I do not want to have to do this again for at least the next three years. Wherever I'm going, I'm mm-hmm. sitting for a minute. I've been here for two and a half years, which is right. honestly the longest I've been in a place in a long time. Cause usually Lisa's up and I'm like, okay, time to go. Um, <laughs> so this is, I'm trying to find something that I know where I'll be comfortable. So the fact that it's on the ground level, it's easy to move into. I usually have a problem with the ground level being a single young woman but because i've i've had a bad experience oh. in colombia no less um but not colombia because people be like colombia is honey, just so no just let, me, let me tell you i live i moved to a condo in colombia a one <laughs> no it ain't an inside joke people think so in, my, in my mind in my mind they have two one oh four five that lady who watching this that's so that's so bougie then you got me out here dissing people on the snake. Don't do that. But, but the people, wait, but the people, um, who do the, um, do live in at 21045, they, they do think pretty highly of it. But anyway, I moved, um, right in front of St. John's Baptist church, right behind mm-hmm. there off of uh, Tamar. I know and, um, there's a condo. It's a small little community. But I moved in there on the first floor. I loved the condo. It was so nice, spacious. The back was facing the woods, like literally had a little stream behind it, trees. It was very picturesque. I was like, oh, this is perfect. And he only wanted, I mean, this was a long time ago, but 850, which was a relatively a steal for a, a space that size. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Moved in. True story. So one night I was going to my boyfriend's house and had left out and realized I left my keys in the house and had locked myself out. So luckily I had my phone and this is the only apartment. This is how God works. This is the only apartment my mother's ever had my key. Cause you know, I don't really, you know, we don't really deal like that. So I called my mother. It was like midnight. And I was like, ma, I need you to come let me in the house. And she was like, you was out here trying to be a little hoe. You know, you know how she is. I was like, ma, come let me in the, in the apartment. So she, which, I mean, I it was a feat. She had to drive from Owensville. So she came, let me in. And when she was leaving, so before my mother got there, these two guys came out and I was smoking a jejum. And this guy asked me if I needed a light. And I was like, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. And we was talking, chitty chat. And he asked me if I lived here. And I said, yeah, whatever. No big deal. So he moved on. So my mother comes, she sees the guys. 
My mother says when she was leaving, she heard one of them ask the other one, oh, does she live there by herself? Now, and the guy was like, yeah. See, for me, that would be a red flag. If it was my child and I had ever heard anybody say, like, I would be like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, why? Like, that would be a red flag to me. Now, my mother, she keeps it moving. I don't even, like, well, understand. So it, because part of it would be dangerous to approach them. Because... That's it. No, but you would at least tell me. Don't oh. you warn me? Yeah. These niggas is asking about if you live there by yourself. That's a red flag, okay? Because when the dude came and knocked on my door that night and said, hey, can I use your phone? I wouldn't have answered. But me, he knocks on the door. This is like 10 minutes after my mother leaves. Now, my mother had called me and said, them boys was outside discussing you. And and one of, I would have never opened the door. I would have called the police on site. Okay. But no. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I answered the door. He like, hey, do you mind if I use your phone real quick? So I said, sure. So I go and get my phone. He stands in the vestibule, clearly checking out my apartment, I guess. I don't know. But here's the scary part. Long story short, about a week later, me and my boyfriend go to the movies. I'm leaving the movie theater and it starts to snow. And he was supposed to go out with his homeboys, but he was like, you know what? It's snowing. I'm not going away. He was like, I don't want you snowed in by yourself. So go home, get Massimo, who's my dog at the time. He was like, pack him up, pack a bag and come back to my place. He was like, you can stay with me during the snowstorm. So I was like, okay, cool, whatever. So I go home, pack a bag, go to his place. In the middle of the night that night, I get a phone call from Howard County Police that someone has thrown a brick through my bedroom window. Oh, no. The neighbor, the neighbor saw him coming out of my patio, glass patio. He said he found it odd because, first of all, he knew I was the only one that lived there. And number oh. two, who was this guy that kept coming in and out, you know, randomly in a snowstorm? So the cops show up. This is the other frightening part. The guy has, he's armed. He's got a gun. But he's taken nothing out of my apartment except he had my bra in his pocket. What? No. Stop. They said he was high out of his mind. Yo, I could have been seriously hurt that night. And I was so, so, so grateful that I wasn't there. But that's been always been my fear of living in on the first floor, but to Baltimore, to this landlord's credit, all of the windows have bars. And although it's not aesthetic, I, pre- I prefer it. How are the back windows? There are no back windows. So the only windows are windows that are in the bedroom. Um, and there are windows like in the living room, but all of them are barred, okay. all of them. And then the one door that leads to the outside, because there's one door that, co- that you have to get through the building, which is a secure building, but there's also a back door that is right on the street, on Chase Street. But okay. that, but that door is locked and dead bolted. So I feel a little bit, you know what I mean? I feel yeah. okay about it. It's a little more secure than having a bedroom window right on ground level with, with nothing to protect it. You know what I mean? Am I frozen? I can see you. Bonnie, am I frozen? No. no. Okay. That might well, we be got people phone. on here. I'm telling my whole life stories. No, I forgot no. we'd be on the radio. I'm, I'm talking to you like we... We on the phone. What in the hell? <laughs> I'm putting all my business in the streets. But before you before you came on, I was really talking about Friday being like one of those days for me that where I just needed to, I just needed to get the hell out. And I had now throughout my life, I've had those moments where I've gotten a windfall, like. Uh, a big piece of change and, and like 
get out of here, Nick, get out of here. And I've, I've left Baltimore a couple times, but because I've always, oh, I hate, I know you're going to be so glad when we get away from that light rail. Look, and the thing is, it's summertime now, so my windows be open, but my poor dog is going through absolute, because her ears are real sensitive. Yeah. And it's not even that one that's annoying. There's a cargo one that comes through that's a mark train. Yeah, Child, yeah. That, yeah, that joint that one, rumbles yeah. like, anyway, mm-hmm. yes. I used to hear that one from um, from Reed Street. I used to live right down Reed Street. Oh, it's right next it. to my bedroom. No, let me let me let me show you again. This is let me show you where it is. So you see that? See what the track is and the light right behind mm-hmm. that. Under that is the is where the other one yeah, comes. Yeah, it's to. under. Yeah, it goes underneath the light rail. But I I I had this feeling, and and it actually really started that night that we was talking. Mm-hmm. And after you went to sleep. I was up with my own damn thoughts. Sorry and, about that. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it had to happen. Like, I think mentally I had locked down that part of my brain that worries. You know, and worry is healthy because it's, it's telling you something you need to fix. But I, I think throughout the quarantine, I really decided to um, shut, shut it off. Down because worry is healthy in, in small doses. Worry yes. can, can yes. be... The way I worry is extremely unhealthy. I overthink everything. So, yeah. yeah. But it was, it was worry. It, I, I was, I think going into this, I was worried that these four walls were going to start closing in on me. And I, I didn't want to do it. So it kind of opened that up. And I was like, I got to get the hell out of here. And I walked around the block that night. Well, that morning. Cause it was, right. Because I got um, off the phone with you. It was like one o'clock in the yes. morning. Yes. So I walked around the block a little bit and I got came back in before anybody thought I was prostituting. Because you know, you know, the Charles Village Mount Vernon are he's no Well, don't don't be tempted because that's money. That's all I'm saying. Well, I don't want that kind of money because yeah, look, times want... get hard, Nate. Look, don't be out here judging people. I times be hard. I, I I I just don't want it like that. I don't want it, I don't want mine like that. I'm, I'm sorry, call me bougie. I'm a, I'm a household. If I'm gonna be home, I'm gonna be a household. I, I ain't for that outside like alleys and shit. I'm not gonna do it in no alley. But um, I say, look, first of all, sex worker does not necessarily mean it has to be dirty. There are plenty of people that will meet you somewhere clean and professional, pay you top dollar. Hey, that's you know what? Because you live in a special section right now. You ain't you ain't seen the get down, get down. You ain't been walking on a on a humble. And heard a oh, oh, oh no! You ain't you ain't done <gasps> that. Call in 443-642-9403. Talk to us. Let us know how you feeling in this quarantine. But yeah, so I don't I don't want that type of life. But anyway, so I came back in, and oh my god, I didn't I did not go to sleep that night. I didn't go to sleep until the next night. I've had this night. I was up and I was just thinking about a lot of things. I had started really like trying to invest in my jewelry company. And, you know, I've been writing down some notes for me and Marnie for the station and trying to figure things out in terms of work-wise because I don't want things the same way. And and Friday hit, because what night was that? Was that like Wednesday or Tuesday or something? So I was, Uh, whatever night that was, I just think- It's about to pull down. It is. It just got real gray, real mm-hmm. quick. And I um, uh, so by the time Friday got there, I just was, 
I wasn't worried, but I was just thinking a lot about things that I want and, and how I want things. And I just started looking around my room like, I got to get the fuck out of here. And I was like, That's yeah. How it was yesterday. You know, and then you then you answer yourself. And you're like, yeah, but you 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 about to get it. It's, it's, you got to want no. And then that other side of my brain was like, no, you got to get the fuck out here right now. So I don't know what was happening. I just I just went to looking for some stuff and I pulled out, I didn't even know where I was going. I just pulled out a suitcase and started packing it. And I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just got to the steps and I went to my phone and I booked the hotel room. And I said, I gotta get the fuck out of here now. And I was like, Nick, what are you doing? Like, what's going on with you? And that other part of my brain was so loud. It could have been God. It could have been God, you know, or it could have been my other side of my brain talking. I don't know at this point, but it said, get the hell out of here. And I did that. And I just needed time for my brain to really um, get some fresh air. And this time of year is always difficult for me. One, because um, I didn't really have a relationship with my dad because he died when I was in the second grade. So every year, and it was really like a week and a half before my birthday. And I don't think my family really realized it. And they kind of like planned over my birthday with the funeral and everything. And I, since then, I just never, I never celebrated it. And I always, at this point, I always kind of distract myself with so much work and so much. And Friday, I didn't have anything else planned. I did it. I had a, uh, I didn't do my radio show and I forgot that I was scheduled to do a event late that night. This Zoom was Baltimore Conversation. Shout out to them. If you go to that page, you'll see me doing my actor thing. Um, and they keep I talking. Realized, I got to take this dog out before it starts to rain. So if I okay. get cut off, I'm going a, I'm to a log back in as soon as I get in the house. But keep talking. Okay. So, but I didn't, I didn't realize this year I had not planned over the weekend. Like, Mm -hmm. Make sure every moment was accounted for. And I really, I really thought, um, how, I think Friday, it, it was real to me. Like, oh my God, you will be in this house this weekend by yourself. And with, you did not want these that. People, right, with all these people posting on Facebook their dad and their story. And you have the bitter mom, the bitter baby mom, you know, talking about this should be their dad. Like, I didn't want to see none of that. I, I didn't. And I... I think I, I tried to run away from it. It's funny and, that you're talking about that because I got to tell you about my experience this year too. But not, I don't want to start now in just in case it cuts off. But go ahead. Yeah, but just just jump in. But I really wanted to, I wanted to like go crazy, and my friend was like, "What's going on?" And I had to say it out loud because I've never really said it out loud before. Maybe to mm -hmm. one or two friends, but I never went into details. And I had mm -hmm. to let them know, like, this, this time of year is always, like, crazy for me. It's one thing to lose a parent, but that void that you feel can't be, you can't feel that void. I don't care how good a step-parent is. Or, and I had a good stepdad. Shout out to Billy. He passed away as well. Uh, but I, I had a good stepdad. And I had quite a few mentor, black male mentors in my life, and some white ones as well that kind of filled the void for the time that I was with them. But 
you know, those relationships kind of outgrow or if you grow distant or, you know, that normally they were like school mentors. So you, you know, we, we graduated, we moved on from that, but it really, it hit me harder this year because I, I'm a year older. I'm like, I'm older, older. So I'm actually, um, I am older than my dad was when he died. And it was very unfortunate. Um, he died in his early thirties and it was, um, it wasn't sudden we were expecting it, but as a child, you don't know how to expect something like that. You don't know how to brace yourself for something like that. And for me, I, and the reason I love DDM and I love Fifth L for their contributions to um, black men's feelings and emotions and storytelling, their last two projects really spoke to me and really struck a chord with me. And I'm, I'm gonna try hard to get all three of them on at some point uh, because their work really has spoke to me. And I've been listening to that music a lot over this past weekend and it really, um, uh, Virginia, oh my God, Virginia Wilkins. Hey, so, hey Virginia, so Miss Virginia, we will get you on soon because I need you to come on and, and show them the magic that you're doing with my uh, mannequin here. Uh, but get to get back to the story, just uh, share this out if you can, um, please share this out if you're listening right now and if you uh, can call in 443-642-9403. And I'm um, just getting to the honest part of it. You know, I never really had a relationship with my, my father um, until maybe like um, the last couple years of his life. Um, he was a young dad, you know, like my mom was young too. Um, and, and he made a decision that he didn't want to be a dad at the time. Um, and what hurt me most was once I grew a little bit older and once I um, uh, started coming around around my father's family, I realized he had other children. Um, at that point, he had met a woman who had two children of her own, and he ended up having three children with her in addition to uh, uh, the two she already had. So that's five children. Two of them died as babies. Uh, but um, nevertheless, he still had three children with, with her. And then he had another child outside of their relationship. And we, we're all like, I'm still older than all of them, but um, he was married to my mother. So that means throughout all that, he never acknowledged his marriage. He never acknowledged his first child. Um, and all of those thoughts, imagine feeling all of that. And then you are in his presence more and you're in his his space more and then he dies and i never got to say i hate you or you know go through any of those ups and downs and you know eventually make amends uh so i, I always felt like it was things I, I wanted to say that i couldn't say i remember um the night he passed away in university hospital and um I was at his bedside and everybody else had walked out the room. Uh, even though that last week visiting him, I would be by his bedside and I would be looking at him in his face and I wanted to say so much, but the mature part of me was like, this is not, is like, no, this is not appropriate for you to say this like this. 
Um, and I remember the last night, the night that he died, we had just left the hospital around like five or six o'clock. And um, I wanted, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I just, I, I, in my, I think in my gut, I knew this was, this was going to be the last time that I saw him. Um, and it was just so much going through my head that night. And we got, probably got home a good hour or two before uh, we got a call from the hospital saying that this was the last night, his last night. And um, they were going to pull the plug. And I just recall um, not feeling anything. Like I, I feel something now, but it's, I've gotten so past it, so far past it. But that night, I just remember being numb, and I remember not wanting to, um, not wanting to deal with the stress or the drama of um, death. Um, and I was trying to make sure everybody else was okay. Everybody left out the room, and when they pull the plug, they normally don't let people in the room unless the family chooses to be in the room. And um, I remember uh, them forgetting and leaving me in the room. And I remember watching him. And um, he was, I guess he was in so much pain at the time that they had put him in induced a coma and put him into a induced coma, a medical, I think it's called a medical coma. Uh, and I remember, I think he had opened his eyes at some point but I was trying not to look at him. Uh, but I was like looking at his his forehead the whole time. And I, re I remember seeing the machine. It looks like it was slowing down. And then you hear, you first you see the line go flat and then you hear the sound right behind it. And I felt like um, at that moment, um, uh, everything that I wanted to say I could have said like at, at some point I just knew he was going to break through this and and be able to um be able to um deal with me in a, a in a certain way and I just didn't um I didn't know how to communicate my feelings and my thoughts at that time and then all the adults just jumped into action and you know after he died everybody rushed into the room and I just didn't, I did not remember, you know, what I wanted to say in that moment. I just jumped into action. And that happened to me several times when people died, when my great-grandmother died, when my grandmother died, when my baby cousin died. Like, I just remember always being the person that jumped to action. And this was the one thing that kind of stuck with me. Um most because I didn't have any resolve. I didn't have any, um, all the other major deaths in my life, I didn't have anything that I did, that I did not say to them. Like they knew they were loved by me. And I never had that type of relationship with my father. So growing up and now being 37, um, this year for Father's Day, it was, it was really difficult for me to just move on and move forward. And I wanted so much to, um, I wanted so much to be past this. I felt like maybe like you're 37 now. Like I know I don't look 37 and I don't kind of fine. But um <laughs> but I I just wanted to 
I wanted to be like over this. Um, I, I've been trying to write a book um, in the process of writing a book. And I'm actually working with a really good editor right now that has got me in the first phase of writing a book because for a number of years, I could not bear to put the words to paper because if I put the words to paper, then I would finish writing what I could write and then I would give it to an editor for them to shift around and format and all that and it would be finished and then I would have to sell it and then I would have to show it to the world and then my mother would read it and then all these people in my life that caused me some type of pain would read it. You know, me being presumptuous, like they will read it. Um, and I wasn't ready to have those hard conversations. And I finally, this this weekend, I feel like I am good and ready. I'm good and ready to just surrender my story, to surrender my, the pain, to surrender the, the time. And I'm not blaming everything on my dad because, you know, as I've, and I, I said that I'm older than he was when he passed away. I said that for a reason uh, because I feel like at this point in my life, I'm really ready to, um, I'm really ready to let go. And I have a maturity level that is more understanding to my dad. You know, uh, I couldn't imagine at 22, my dad was 22, like 22 when he had me, 21, 22 when he had me. I couldn't imagine having a child at that point. I'm not saying I would have necessarily did what he did, but I couldn't imagine having a child. And those moments he had with me, I could tell how hard it was for him to even speak about it because you got a whole breathing creature right and human being in front of you right now and you haven't done all that you were supposed to do for that person. Um, and it really, it spoke to me, it, it just, it hurt in a different way this weekend because I was more angry at myself for not allowing myself to feel anything about this. I stopped being angry at him and my mother long time ago and actually for the last two years I really have spent a lot of time forgiving people and distancing myself so I can have that space to really honestly forgive because being around somebody who has hurt you is an ugly feeling and, and nobody has done anything to move forward so being around that person my friendships and the relationships I had, and I was growing really bitter. And topple that with this whole Black Lives Matter movement that we're in currently, I was hating the white people that I was working on. I was just hating people. And this weekend, I've really let myself just relax and let go of and kind of make plans, you know, for my book, for my life, for everything. And I, I'm not all together right now like I'm not saying oh I got the magic key but I have a, a, a stronger plan than I did coming into this uh so going into this Father's Day and I have to like really give a huge um thank you to DDM and to Fifth L for being so honest in their work and when I interviewed both both entities it really helped me to um speak to that different part of myself. Um, and I really, I wanted to give them a lot of praise 
a lot of love, a lot of respect because uh, their work really, their, their work really initiated this in me and interviewing them and listening to their work before I interviewed them and then having a conversation with them. I saw like, especially Femi from the Fifth L, I think me and him have talked more about this than I did with the other guys, but it's the the conversation right now. Um, and I've, I've wrote a message on my, um, my Facebook page this weekend and it really spoke to where I was. And I'm gonna I'm share that right now actually, because it really just defined this where I was uh, this weekend. And I normally, and I saw like, you know how your memories come up in your timeline and there were gaps in times where I wrote something some fathers that I felt comfortable enough writing something and then other fathers that, but when I wrote this and normally when I write anything on Facebook, I'm already past whatever I'm speaking about and I just feel the need to um, share it. Um, but um, I, I really, um, I, I don't even know how to say it, but I, um, I came to a lot of understanding about myself this weekend. Um, and I know my friends thought I was crazy, but um, I spent a lot of time throughout these couple of days and I still got two more, well, today, tonight and then tomorrow night um, to think over some things. But I feel a lot better now. I don't feel so anxious. And it was crazy because uh, I was talking to my friend and my friend was like, well, do your show, do your show, do your show. And I was like, ah, I don't feel like, you know, I want to, you know, maybe Friday, I'll come back Friday. But I really, um, uh, Add something. So this weekend, I posted. I posted a photo, and it's really all that I know of. Is maybe like two other photos that exist with me and my father, but there are no other photos that I know of outside of those three photos that I have with him. Um, I know you see my question. Say it again. No, I'm not. I don't like. I don't like that one. No, sorry, close but no cigar. <laughs> but I uh, I posted this photo of me and my dad, and it's it's one of my favorite photos in general. But um, it, it the crazy thing is I didn't remember take I never I remember taking the other two photos, and I was actually younger in those photos, but I did not remember taking this photo. And my aunt gave me this photo and I didn't ever remember taking the, the photo. And um, I could not, I've, and crazy enough, I have a photo with my aunt, um, his, his younger sister, my aunt Val. Uh, I have a photo with her in the same location. I remember when we took the photo, but I didn't remember seeing, I don't remember having him in that moment. So that's why it's one of my favorite photos because it forced me to kind of, and I remember everything. I remember being potty trained. So I remember everything in my life. Uh, so it was hard for me to understand why I couldn't remember that day. And that, that actually was the first day that, it's hard to say the first day that I, I met him because that, that seems weird. But in all actuality, I don't know if he ever saw me as a baby or I don't know what that but the first day that I remember meeting him 
that I know that I met him was this day. And I think I had put that day out of my mind for so long um, because that was the first time that I remember my aunt coming to pick me up as well and bringing me to that family. Shout out to Westport. Uh, but I wrote, normally I work through this day and try hard to distract myself from the multiple Father's Day posts on my social media. But this year I chose to face it and celebrate the time I did have with my father. Uh, losing a father at a young age could leave a dangerous void in the life of a Black man, because I don't know any other race but my own, and I watch. Official and artificial decisions. Long story short, be aware of the backstory before you judge the present or predict the future of any Black man. And I gave a happy Father's Day to all the fathers that show up and to the ones who fill those shoes for many of us. Um, a special prayer for those who fall short and are absent. So that was my message to my dad uh, and to many of the other men. And just how I've said, um, I've said, I apologize. Uh, for being angry for so long to myself. Um, and I, I I let go of the anger and the frustration that I had with my dad and many of the men in my family, like as in my uncles and great uncles and older cousins who chose to um, turn a blind eye to me as a young Black boy um, and who saw my mother struggling with this black boy and uh, saw my mother struggling with raising me. I had to forgive a lot of them um, and understand what my frustration was. Um, and part of that was me having to do just what I just said to you. Um, and that was, uh, long story short, be aware of the backstory. The backstory is um, what is making us, many of us who we are. And I gravitate towards a lot of people, specifically Black men, who share this, this same uh, story about their dad. And it may be a little different depending on who you talk to, but that one failed relationship will equal a million and one failed relationships in that young man's life until he resolves the issues of that first Black man that hurt him. Um, and I had to really realize, and I was trying to call in on a person today, but uh, one of my guests couldn't make it today, but she'll be here next Monday with Tracy Jiggins. Um, and she was the first person that ever stopped me and tell me how disrespectful and hard I am on other Black men. And I, and I never even asked her, does she remember that? But I was going to bring that up in our conversation today. But I'll definitely bring it up next Monday. Uh, but it really... Um, it made me aware because I was, I, I was so rude to black men. I was, I was so dismissive and rude and just uh, disrespectful. And some, most times it was justifiable. Sorry, I cut my beard today. I'm staying everywhere. <clears throat> most of it was justifiable, but how I decided to do it was, because uh, a lot of the men hadn't done anything to me and I was so rude to them. 
But I say all this to say that today was really, um, this weekend was really beneficial to me because I got to live in me. I got to be in my space. And I didn't even go out anywhere. I just, I just dealt with me. I dealt with me. I dealt with who I was and, and, and all of those things. And I, I fell back in love with the possibility of, of life, of, of being an artist, of being an entrepreneur, of, of being Nathan Stevens, blank, blank Callister. I don't need to know all that. Um, but I've really, um, I've really just fell in love with me again. I fell in love with that, that good nature, Nate, that was always happy and always, and I, I say this, but there was an underlining meanness that was in me, like from a very young age. And I remember my mom telling me how mean my father was and, and, and telling me that I'm going to end up like him if I don't get through that. So I, I learned to mask it with that part of me that was always nice and always quiet and always pleasant. Um, but I had to come face to face with that person this weekend and really make some decisions in my life that amounted to me telling my story. And I didn't tell all of it because y'all got to read the book and then you had to come to the one man show. But um, this has been a, a much better Father's Day for me than I've ever had. Um, I, I think I said Happy Father's Day to more men in my life than I've ever said before. Um, and it felt good this year. It wasn't just something that I said because it was being said in the room, um, but I said it uh, out loud to so many people, either on the phone or on their Facebook post or However, you know, in a text message, but I've really, I meant it this year for the first time ever. I can honestly say that. Um, and I just, I want to give thanks to all of those men. Uh, my father's name was Nathaniel, uh, Nathaniel Lewis Kauser. Um, my stepfather's name was uh, William, I can't say his last name, but William. Uh, and I had other men in my life uh, that really, um, showed up for me in various ways. Um, my uncle Johnny was always there for me. I could always call on him if I was having problems when I was younger. Um, my uncle Larry, he was he wasn't really there for me, but I just remember just some things that he said to me, and it will play in my mind when I didn't have them. And he's recently passed away as well. Um, and and just a lot of teachers. Um, St. Ignatius, I remember that was the first school where I had a black male teacher, um, Mr. Um, oh, I cannot, Mr. McCoy. Uh, shout out to him for being um, uh, a, the first representation of like black intelligence that I saw, like a black male, a black intelligent man that was educated, uh, not just smart, because most of the men that I knew were smart, all of them rather were smart, uh, but he was the first educated, like went to college and uh, was studying and was a teacher um, and was, you know, uh, was doing things in life. Um, and many of the men that I met, including Mr. McCoy, including my dad, including all the other men, they were all flawed. And that's the reason why I could not really honestly um, 
like like really absorb them in the current in the in the in our present relationship because I saw the flaw before I saw like the the other parts. Um and you know a lot of and as I said, you know, some of those decisions can lead to um some of those posts can lead to um some ugly decisions that we make. That first that first bad relationship with our dad leads us to a lot of, um, and I, I don't want to make a blanket statement, but for a lot of the men that I, I know, this is their story. Um, and I just remember, um, just a lot of the superficial decisions that I made, you know, and, and dating and um, friends and relationships and, you know, just my personality, a lot of those things was me trying to fill that void that I felt like I was missing with him. And it really um, has been just a great weekend. And I can't say that enough um, because this was my first attempt on my own to make it better. You know, all the other years, I just made it worse by avoiding it or distracting myself and not really dealing with it. Um, and being forced to be a part of Father's Day celebrations or and just being, oh, I gotta get out of here. And not really, you know, respecting the moment that I was in. So um, yeah. So if anybody wanna join the conversation, call me, 443-642-9403. Also, if you want to support the Artist Exchange and Be Exposed Radio, you can cash app us at uh, Be Exposed Dollar Sign, Be Exposed Radio or at our uh, PayPal account at info at beexposedradio.com. You're going to see some some bigger things from the Artist Exchange. I've been sitting on a lot of the the parts of who I was, not to kind of deviate from the conversation, but it all kind of adds together. But um, I've been sitting on a lot of my talent, a lot of my know-how, because other people were uncomfortable with me. Or I, I had to kind of shrink a little bit to make other people feel like they were standing taller. And I refuse to do that anymore. Um, also, I, um, I uh, what was I about to say? I've really just um, had to just, just find a different way of doing things. And, and I, I did an event Friday night where I, um, I I didn't feel good and I had already said I was going to do it. So I forced myself to do it. I actually did a really great job. And it was a Zoom meeting for this organization called uh, Conversations Baltimore. It's an LGBTQ dot, 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 dot organization that focuses on storytelling and creative events that kind of tell the story of individuals within uh, the LGBTQ community. Um, and I took part in this, but grudgingly I did because it's an uncomfortable conversation again that I have yet to have publicly, but um, it really helped me to stand out. Um, and it, it helped me to be myself regardless of how, um, regardless of what people thought. Um, and I did a monologue from um uh what was it from 
a Douglas Turner Awards, a day of absence. Um, and it was awesome. Like I felt great. I felt like I was being my best actor self. Um, and we were celebrating Juneteenth. Um, and I guess this organization decided to do it from the perspective of the Black LGBTQ community. Uh, and we got to um, create and it just be ourselves. And I, I felt really, um, it was awesome. It was phenomenal. I really enjoyed myself. And it, it really um, allowed me to break down all the barriers that I often have within um, within this thing that I call art. Um, and, and not necessarily worry, I never really worry about what people think of me, but it's more so um, what people think of me can has often affected the work that I get uh, and uh, the opportunities that I'm able to see. Um, but this time I didn't worry about any of that, I just performed. But um, yeah, I, I just feel, I don't know, I feel so much better. I don't feel like preaching. I don't feel like uh, being angry. I don't feel like um, shouting, not doing any of that anymore. Um, no matter how crazy you may be, it's not going to dictate how I react. Um, and I just want to say thank you to the, the various people that continue to support support me, the people that continue to uh, encourage me, even the negative people who talk about me and don't think that it's going to ever get back to me. I, I really appreciate you as well because you inspire me to be be great just because. Um, and, you know, for the first time ever in life, and this isn't a knock to my mom either because me and her have our own relationship, but it was it was the first time that I ever um, just sit and thought about my father and, and thought about how much time I wasted not um, moving on and not being hurt. And I think me holding on to the hurt was in essence my way of remembering him and and forcing myself to acknowledge him and allowing me to have a relationship with him even if it was an angry bitter you know dysfunctional relationship it, it allowed me to do that and i just made the decision in this moment that i don't want a dysfunctional relationship and on any account and the people who i have around me i want them to be um positive individuals you know, I'm I'm tired of the gossip. I'm tired of I'm tired of being hurt by the same people in the same way. I'm tired of allowing people to hurt me. So, you know, I've cut off relationships, and it's it's not like be gone with you, but it's more me allowing myself the the ability to to dictate who I want around me and and what energy I want around me. And I don't want people around me who can only see what they can get and can only um, be there for uh, the good parts of the story. And they're always absent for the, the bad parts. Like this weekend, it, this was, I didn't, I don't really consider this a bad part, this, but this was me kind of working on me. And um, Marley just said it this now, like no one is called. You know, and, and it's, it, it hurts a little bit, but uh, when you realize it, 
they weren't meant to be there. You know, and it helps you to really see what this relationship is. When people feel like they have, you have nothing to offer them, they don't call. But the moment they see, oh, maybe you can give me a couple dollars to get me through this. I could. I just, I just might could. I, I might can support your business. I might can buy your book. I might can buy your album or come to your show or share out or I could do all those things. And if you look at all my 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 posts and my my social media pages, I do that. Um, but I will no longer lend my heart, my soul, my love, my everything, my art, my hard work, my time, my energy to things and people that that make me feel like shit. Long story short. Um, and I and I really um appreciate everyone who who does what they can do to support me, to love me, to appreciate me. And for me, I'm not a words person, so I show my appreciation. I show my love uh, through my loyalty, through my uh, actions, through my support. But um, I'm not, I'm not here for the BS anymore. Uh, so, yeah, this weekend has really allowed me to to kind of see and kind of um, I'm not like playing with windows. <laughs> I'm crazy. But um, yeah, I've had a really awesome week and a really awesome show, and I told some truths. So, um, look for my book. It's coming, hopefully by Christmas of this year. Um, and I I have the title. I don't want to say it because. You know, I don't, I'm a big person about energy and I don't want putting, people to put that bad energy on it. But the book to me isn't like this superficial social climber thing. But my book is really um, a testament to where I've come from, what I've been through, people I've met along the way, um, some of the, the hills I've climbed some of the brick walls I've run into um, and um, yeah, I am, I don't know. But I'll tell you like the premise of the book is how I learned to tie a tie. Um, and that's- Is somebody laughing the, in the background? First of all, can you mind your business? Mm-hmm. If you go talk, I need you to talk. <laughs> if you go talk, I need you to talk. So how was your your uh, weekend, Monty? Um, my weekend it was uneventful. It was uneventful. Yeah. What did you do? The biggest thing that I did this weekend is I went to Panda Express. Oh, you know, I'm mad. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad because I tried to order them on DoorDash and they was out of it. Like, they always run out of stuff. That I, and I think that's a good thing for them, seeing as though before this pandemic like happened, the 
the day. But look, before this pandemic happened, they were not that popular. Okay. And during this pandemic, it when you go up there, if you don't get it delivered, when you go up to a, a, a Panda to? Express, you know the one by Super Walmart. Oh, when you go up to a Panda about. Express, either the drive-through line is super super long, or you see people standing outside in a line waiting for food. Because I can tell you that one up there by uh, what's the one? The Plaza. The Plaza. Mm-hmm. I don't care what time of day, you are always the person first in line. I don't care. It's, it's never busy. No. It's, it's never. never busy in a Panda Express. Never ever have I ever seen a line before this pandemic. And now it's always a line. <laughs> right. And people it's be waiting 10 and 15 and 20 minutes for their food. That's why the DoorDash is the way right. to do it and go pick it up. Right. But even with DoorDash, it was like maybe one on Sunday. It was like one o'clock on a Sunday, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Now they run out of stuff all the time because they don't, they're, yeah. they're not used to being busy. Yeah. <laughs> now they run out of stuff. You the order like the fuck you got the the last time I went through the drive through when I actually went to one with a drive through they was like, um, "Like can can we get uh, uh what was it um what they sell the three the three combination bowl um yeah thing yeah I and you'd be like, "Can I get orange chicken?" Oh, we don't have any orange chicken right now. <laughs> well, how about give me two teriyakis and a um a, a firecracker shrimp? Oh, um, I got enough teriyaki chicken to give you one, and then I can try to make something else out. <laughs> but I but I could see if they had a menu like cheesecake factory. Mm-hmm. They got like a good fifteen things on that menu. What the fuck? And most of them are chicken and shrimp. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> That's it. Like, that's all they got there. Fried rice, veg- the, the greens. They have fried rice and greens. And then they got those three entrees. It's like the firecracker shrimp, teriyaki, chicken, um, orange chicken, and so I can't even remember the rest of the stuff because that's all I get. It's, I, it's I, black pepper chicken. That's it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Black pepper chicken. And they got, and they, I mean, they just. In it, but it's all chicken. Uh, <laughs> it's either tap for chicken or like a baked chicken. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> what the f- wrong with them? I was so mad. Oh, I will turn I, my camera on, but no, no. I, it's still Monday. It's, it's still Monday. <laughs> but I was so mad. Mm. Have you eaten from Matthews before? Matthews Pizza? No. On Eastern Avenue. Mm-mm. I'm still thinking about that crab cake, but I just think I got forty dollars in me today or tomorrow. Now, now let these people know what this crab cake was. <laughs> the crab cake was amazing. It, it gave me everything by um, GNM, but with less breading. It was, it, but it was no filling. You could That's what I meant. Less filling. It was less filling. It was everything GNM, but with less filling. It was all crab cake. It, it tastes like all crab cake. You can taste the GNM. I, I, I give it GNM and Timbuktu. Oh, yeah. It was both of them, and because it's like a carryout, though, right? Is it like it's not like a full restaurant, is it? Uh, it's like a small, a, a tiny restaurant, like a couple tables. Like a cafe style, like a cafe style. Yeah, see, it, it it don't got that high end like GNM with all the you know tables and dining rooms. Pre made and, and packaged. Yeah. You know? Like, no. they, somebody, As I said, give me GNM and 10 buck two, 
and, and, and a soul food restaurant. And you know why I like it? Because I've had it three different times and every time it was a different shade. So that's how you know somebody sent back there and make it. And it's not just somebody just put a bunch of them together and just made them. Oh my God, it's storming like crazy. It just finished raining down here. Oh no, it's thunder and lightning over here. But uh, I ended up having Matthew's Pizza. Now, I'm eating seafood. Uh, because I was so Where's mad Matthew's at, Pizza? Uh, Why did the TV cut back on? But I had Matthew's Pizza. And if you never had this on Eastern Avenue, Eastern and East. Eastern Avenue. and East Avenue. East. That's East Drive East, or East Avenue? Eastern Avenue. Right there where that theater is. Like no, right East. That's park. East Drive, right? East, and Eastern East Avenue. Drive? I think it's East Street or it's East. I think I know I exactly think you, where you're talking about because it's right in the it's middle right of where there's no, it's never no parking. Yeah, no, not on mm-hmm. East Avenue. You know, maybe on one of the sides. Maybe that's like three blocks no. up from Bayview. No, 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 no. It's it's not. It's it's that's not. It's as past. It's before the uh, bridge. No, this is. It's not even by the bridge. This is by um by the park, Patterson Park. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. They have a, it's called the Crab Pie. And it's $16.99 <laughs> for this 10 inch Crab Pie. And it is delicious. I wasn't I looking down. I used to eat that when I, I performed at that uh, Creative Alliance across the street. You gotta send it to me. I'm sorry. You, Wait, Wait a minute. You, you, I'm on a radio show and you just are talking. Hold on. Telling all your business. But <laughs> go ahead. I'll finish talking. All right, go, all right thanks. I really have, um, and I love just what this uprising has done for all of us and forced us to really start looking for things and looking for Black businesses. Now, granted, Matthew's Pizza is not a Black business establishment. I was called out on social media. But I could just spend my money on my Treat Myself weekend however I choose to. No black business will ever tell me that I have to buy from them, especially with the higher prices, especially with the often absent. And I ain't going to get into that because we still want to hide anything. But come on, black businesses, step your shit up. When you get a when you get a pizza pie like uh, Matthew's Pizza, then I'll put you on my uh, I'll put you on my list and I'll post you when shit good. I was I posted uh what was it um soul cuisine i posted them we just finished talking about that graphic like people just and, and what i'm noticing now and, and i didn't change the story but we're gonna pick this part of the conversation up next wednesday when i get miss tracy Jenkins on because this conversation was really uh for her like i wanted to have this conversation with her so i'm gonna pick up that part of the conversation then but um with all this going on right now uh, we have to start being nicer to each other and not nitpicking and kind of trying to create our own tribes. Like now we have the essential worker tribe. We got the um, unemployed tribe, the unemployment uh, benefit tribe. We got the, you know, the, uh, the social service tribe. We got the, you know, I'm going to make a way out of nowhere. Like everybody just, <clears throat> everybody just trying to be, you know, for them. And I, I just, I hate it. I hate how it has affected us. I hate how it's so ugly. 
And I that's what this weekend was for me. Like just that high of Juneteenth celebrating it and really just uh allowing allowing us to be just better people and me, just me being a better person. That's what this weekend has really meant for me. And I'm a lover of history and um I'm a lover of history and 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 just Space and time, and I'm I'm a lover of those things, and I just want everybody to just enjoy each each other. I want everybody to um, be better with each other. Like even even our dear beat dads, everybody has a story, and 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 most times something traumatic has happened to that person or been done to that person. I just uh, went out to the store today, and I I heard a man, and it. It broke my heart because this was a grown, this man could have been my grandfather out there talking about being molested. And you can still feel the anger inside of him. You can still feel the pain inside of him. And it, I, I can tell it was maybe like an uncle or something like that because this man was, he was cussing and fussing and trauma happens to all of us. And that saying that hurt people uh, hurt people hurt people. It's so real. It's so, it's so, uh, it's just real. And we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get to a better place. Right. We just gotta get to a better place with being more understanding. You don't have to tolerate the things that people do. But we got to stop judging each other. Because if you had to walk a mile in that person's shoes, where would you be? You know, I'm I'm very grateful that I don't look like what I've been through. And it took people saying certain things to me over the course of my life to really wake me up and get out of my uh, get out of my own way. But I heard them. And some of those bad decisions had already happened to me. And the results of those bad decisions had already happened to me. But right now, I feel more empowered than I've ever felt in my whole life. I feel more energetic. I feel more positive. I feel more respectful. Um, I feel more mature. I feel more loved. I feel more um, engulfed. I feel more... This more, I just feel more. I want more. Um, this weekend has shown me and took me back to my twenties when I used to treat myself. You know, I, 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 I really. This moment has really taken me back to that place, and I'm just like, so. I, I'm always a happy person. I'm always going to be tears of joy, but this moment has really given me a sense of myself that I felt like I was going. I had lost forever. Um, and I have a person that I'm going to bring on, but we have to have our initial meeting to kind of discuss some of the stuff that's going on with me right now. Um, and that conversation is going to come. The book, more information on the book is coming. Um, and just stay tuned in to Be Exposed Radio, the Artist Exchange radio show every Monday and Friday at 5 p.m. Um, this week, ooh, should I say this week or next week, July. We're going to have, I'll bring back the Let's Do Lunch with Nate. 
um, and um, have a new support staff member, so all that. Um, so uh, I think tomorrow it is gonna be Talk Lately with Mommy, uh, and then stay tuned in. Just follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, so you'll get the alerts when both, uh, our shows come on. You know, subscribe to our YouTube page, subscribe to our Facebook page, um, and subscribe to the Artist Exchange uh, page as well, so you can get the alerts whenever we come on. So peace out. This has been the Artist Exchange Radio Show with me, Nate. And Shania had to go, but Shania was on here earlier. She keeps doing these drive-bys. Peace out. <laughs>